Hello, welcome to The Bunker, a podcast for students of American history. Today's date is April 20th, 2020. In this episode, I'll take you from Smoot Hawley to Dorothea Lang in this New Deal through line. on the edge of his porch the days were short and the father was gone there was no one in the town and no one in the field this dusty barren land had given all it could yield all right today we're gonna do a through line on the new deal all right essentially what i'm gonna do for this episode is take you through uh smoot holly the dust bowl the grapes of wrath the ccc the AAA, the United States versus Butler, the Farm Security Administration, and I'll finish with Dorothea Lang and Migrant Mother. So you want to be able to take all this evidence that we've explored over the past week, week and a half, and be able to show your understanding of the New Deal's impact for this particular lens would be farmers. Okay, here's some quick context. After peaking during World War I, prices for American farm goods dropped steadily through the 1920s despite prosperity in the overall economy. Many farms were already teetering on the edge before the stock market crash of 1929 sent the nation's economy into a downward spiral. The Smoot-Hawley tariff led to a bitter trade war with Western Europe as the market effectively closed to the United States, resulting in a 30% decrease in global trade. Too much product for too few people caused prices to plummet. Farmers had to sell to whoever would offer the price for their goods. Bankruptcy followed amongst farmers in the Midwest. To add insult to injury, an ecological and human disaster known as the Dust Bowl hit America in the early 1930s. This was caused by overcultivation of land and many years of sustained drought. The ecosystem disruption unleashed plagues of jackrabbits and grasshoppers, and by the end of 1934, Roughly 35 million acres of farmland were ruined, and the topsoil covering 100 million acres had blown away. This led to the dislocation of hundreds of thousands of farm families who were forced to leave their homes. Such hardships were depicted in John Steinbeck's Pulitzer Prize-winning novel, The Grapes of Wrath. Set during the Great Depression, the novel focused on the Joads, a poor farming family of tenant farmers driven from their Oklahoma home by drought, economic hardship, and agricultural industry changes. These bank foreclosures that were commonplace during this time also forced the Joads on the road to California. With the election of President Roosevelt in 1932, we had the creation of what we call the first 100 days. Fifteen pieces of legislation passed in a rapid time frame to provide relief, recovery, and reform to a system, a capitalist system that was under intense strain. Let me focus on some key elements of the New Deal that focused on farmers in particular. At the beginning of Roosevelt's administration, known as the first 100 days, we had a rapid passage of a series of laws called the New Deal. They provided relief, recovery, and reform to an American society that was strained in the grips of a global depression. I want to target some particular programs that helped farmers, either directly or indirectly. March 21, 1933, Roosevelt signed into law the Civilian Conservation Corps. This sent 250,000 young men between the ages of 18 and 25 to work 
And basically they performed soil conservation, reforestation. They built trails in national parks. And what it effectively did was remove surplus workers from the cities, provide them with healthy camp-like conditions out in the wilderness. And these young men between the ages of 18 and 25 lived in these military-like barracks. By the time the CCC program ended at the start of World War II, Roosevelt's tree army, as they were called, had employed about 3 million men, and they planted an astonishing 3.5 billion trees on a land made barren from fires, natural erosion, excuse me, and intense agricultural or lumbering. In fact, the CCC was responsible for over half the reforestation, public and private, done in the nation's history. Now, in terms of targeting farmers specifically, on May 12, 1933, Roosevelt signed into law the Agricultural Adjustment Act. This act was designed to raise prices of farm products and increase the farmer's income. Farmers who agreed not to plant on designated areas of their land would be given relief payments by the federal government. In 1933 alone, $100 was paid out to cotton farmers to plow their crop back into the ground. The Agricultural Adjustment Act also brought and killed 6 million pigs and let them rot in an effort to drive up food prices and help the nation's farmers. Also to address the farmers' needs on May 12, 1933, part of the New Deal, the Emergency Farm Mortgage Act was passed, allotting more than $200 million for refinancing mortgages to help farmers facing foreclosure. The Farm Credit Act of 1933 established local bank and set up local credit associations. Also targeting farmers, by the end of the 1930s, it was estimated altogether that about 2 million farmers were utilizing directly or indirectly the financing services of institutions operating under the Farm Credit Administration. In 1936, as part of this through line, we'll see the Supreme Court check the power of Congress and the President to pass laws and determine their constitutionality. So in 1936, in the case of United States versus Butler, in a 6-3 to three decision, the Supreme Court held that the Agricultural Adjustment Act was in fact unconstitutional. The court ruled that because agriculture was a local problem, government action with respect to agriculture could only be taken on by the individual states. Two years later, in 1938, after the Supreme Court had declared the AA unconstitutional, Congress passed a second Agricultural Adjustment Act. And this act enabled the federal government to store excess farm products and release them when supply was low. The biggest issue they had with the Agricultural Adjustment Act was, in fact, that the taxing of processors who were processing the food that was being grown, they were taking that tax money and actually paying farmers not to grow food. It sounds very counterintuitive if you're a farmer to get paid not to grow, but they were just trying to stimulate the economy. To finish this through line, so I start with Smoot-Hawley. I want to finish now. Uh, with Dorothea Lang. So in September of 1937, um, a Farm Security Administration was created to combat rural poverty during the Great Depression. Photojournalist Dorothea Lang was employed by the uh, FSA to document the impact of economic sufferings within America. Using her photojournalistic skills to document the victim hardship, uh, Lang's work would capture some of the era's most iconic moments. Arguably one of her most famous photographs became known as Migrant Mother. It was a series of photographs that Lang made of Florence Owens Thompson and her children in February of 1936 in Napoma, California. Lang was concluding a month-long trip photographing migratory farm labor around the state. In 1960, she gave this account of her experience. I saw and approached the hungry, desperate mother as if drawn by a magnet. I do not remember how I explained my presence or my camera to her, but I do remember she asked me no questions. 
I made five exposures working closer and closer from the same direction. I did not ask her her name or her history. She told me her age, that she was 32. She said that she had been living on frozen vegetables from the surrounding fields and the birds that her children had killed. She had just sold the tires from her car to buy food. There she sat in a lean-to tent with her children huddled around her and seemed to know that my pictures might help her, and so she helped me. There was a sort of equality about it. All right, that concludes our through line uh, on the New Deal, and all of this evidence that I've mentioned today in this little episode was everything you were exposed to last week in readings, activities, and exercises. Okay, that concludes our New Deal through line. Uh, Join me for my next episode uh, when I head to Half Moon to get lessons from the Great Depression.